Mosley. Guys, welcome back to the show. You are back again for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley, episode 3 slash 30, 96, 97? 97? Yeah, that sounds right. 96. Sure that sounds about right. <laughs> it, it, does it, though? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Sure. Why not? I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in podcasting. It's Blake Osborne. Blake, how are you doing? I don't know if I'm the number one. Number Probably one. like number one thousand or million or something. But thank, well, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. So the one time ever that I try <laughs> to be the hype man for, for my good friend Blake, and that's your response. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm a modest kind of a guy. You know, I, I, I don't like to take credit for things. You know, it's kind of like Christmas with no presents. I'll tell you what, I'll make you a promise. Yes. I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, nah, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're going to, we look, we've got a full show tonight. We we've got so yeah. much fun stuff. So you might remember several weeks ago, we said that we, you know, we should like do a taste testing on the show yeah. of that plant based impossible whopper yes, thing from yes, Burger King. Yes. We are doing that tonight. We, oh, the Impossible boy. Whopper is in the house. Yes, and, and I'm we're, smelling it currently. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. We'll, we'll get, we'll get yeah, to that in yeah. a second. We'll get to that yeah. in a second. But before we do, yes. want to run over a couple of things in, in, our, in our little monologue segment. Okay. You know, to, to be a real monologue on a late night show, you're supposed to be standing up on the stage yeah. in front of the camera with, like, the audience and stuff. Yeah. Why don't we do that, Blake? Because we don't really have that much room. <laughs> Okay, so we don't have that much room. Yeah. We don't have an audience. <laughs> yes, We're not we a real show. We have a real show. Yes, we have an audience. We okay. do. Yeah, the people watching right now. The the people. <laughs> so 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 Clay and Celeste and Lyle, like the four people who are watching the show now, right now. Now the people who you didn't call out are going to feel offended. See, that's not okay. <laughs> you you say these things as if we have fans to offend. I just I, I just, believe we have a lot of fans. You know, okay. let's hear it from the fans, right? Okay, so really quick before we get to our first yeah. little bit here, I just want to say, if you'll remember last week, mm-hmm. I put you on the spot. Yeah. I said, Blake, come up with us like a cool marketing hashtag. Yeah. And what did you say? Hashtag. Uh, Which is the worst <laughs> hashtag in the history of Mark. Because it doesn't even say anything about us oh. or our show. It just says, that could be literally anyone. <laughs> I swear to God. I actually had people <laughs> tweeting and writing me at the show page saying we rule. Oh no. <laughs> it, you you've done this, Blake. This hey. is your fault. I can't Dude. <laughs> you can't put me on the spot like that, man. It's just not okay. I've got too much going on. We've done almost 100 <laughs> episodes, Blake. Yes. Okay. Yes. You can't it's not really on the spot anymore. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, you know, we have some faux pas on the show every now and then. I don't like to give people too hard of a time when they have their own because I think, look, I understand it's difficult. Mm-hmm. But the but the but written media is way different than like doing a live talking talk show yeah, type for program. Sure, for sure. Like cuz you have the chance to actually proofread your work and or get it approved by an editor or whatever before yeah. you actually post it, right? Oh yeah. So we're going to be hitting CNN hard today. Oh, so pull boy. this up from CNN. Ooh. So this is, this is if you go to CNN right now, you can see this on their politics page. It says, the accidental rivals, Buttigieg and Sanders face off in fight neither saw coming. Right. Now, that, that seems innocuous enough, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this wasn't their original headline. Oh, Blake, yeah? go ahead and pull up what their original headline was. Sanders leads the pack while Buttigieg sneaks up the rear. Now, if you don't get the joke, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. Oh, well, actually, probably good for you. Spike. But, uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like there's not much more I can say about that without getting us into trouble. All I'm saying is, is whatever intern wrote that, um, bless your heart, and good luck finding another job. So, anyway, I, wow. I, 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 that, that, that wasn't, like, that's not our meme of the week, no. but I actually just saw that last night, and I thought, I got to figure out a way to fit that in the show, even though we already have a meme. Because that's just that's just too good. Wow, man. Speaking of sneaking up the rear. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something we talked about on postcards yesterday. Me and Sherry did. Um, the Boy Scouts of America have filed for bankruptcy. Oh 
Now, if you're wondering, like, how did it come to this? We should, it, you know, so it's probably your kid's fault for not selling enough popcorn at the fundraiser. <laughs> or, or, or it's because of, pull up the, pull up the, uh, pull it up, Blake. Okay, here we go. Take your time. It's not yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. doing a live show or anything. <laughs> Boy Scouts of America, hobbled by multiple sex abuse lawsuits, files for bankruptcy. The yeah. venerable nonprofit is following the lead of the scandal-wracked Roman Catholic Church. Now, the reason why I have a bit of the article up here today is, I swear to God, I did not write this. This was actually a quote from a BSA representative who had this in the article. Swear to God. The organization said Tuesday that scouting is safer than it's ever been, saying, quote, approximately 90% of pending and asserted abuse claims against the BSA relate to abuse that occurred more than 30 years ago. Okay, so what you're, so in other words, only 10% of the rapes happened yesterday. Oh. <laughs> the other 90%, the, the, that was us raping your uncles. Oh, oh. We only raped some of you recently. That's oh my <laughs> I I just I like I'm it's one of those things like you know how you have those things where it sounds better in your head yeah, yeah. and then when it like it's read back mm. to you you're like I'm not sure if I quite got the meaning it's I want cringy. across. It's very cringy. It's very This is this has been a very uncomfortable <laughs> introduction to this show. <laughs> Which I wish I wow. I wish I could blame someone, but I write the show. Yeah, so <laughs> so you know whose fault it is, then, don't you? It's don't yours. It's Blake's. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's I'm Blake's. Sorry. It. So guys, if you don't like the direction that this show is going, especially from behind, I want you to get on Facebook. It's at Blake Osborne, and let him know what no. you think about the program so far. We're going to taste test the Impossible Whopper right after this commercial break. Guys, this is pretty much going to be the last time I say this, and then we're going to have to fill this commercial slot with an actual commercial. March 14th of this year, we're only like, what, three weeks away now. March 14th. Mm -hmm is episode 100 Yay. of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. We're going to be hosting it in front of a live studio audience here at Osborne Studio and Sound right. in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. Right. That is Saturday, March 14th, 2020. If you are in the area and would like to attend, please go to the show page and RSVP your seats or send me a message on social media say, hey, I'd like to be there. It's very important because seating is limited. Believe it or not, we're actually almost full, which is kind of scary. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of frightening. That is Saturday, March 14th. That's going to be here in Columbia, Tennessee. All the details are online. Check it out. You're going to get to see live music, an awesome show. You're going to get to build some camaraderie with like-minded folks just yep. like me and Blake. Yep. This is this is the this is the this is the event of the year. Isn't yes, that what is. everybody <laughs> says? Everybody says it's the event of the, this, but this is though. This yeah, is the this event. Is. So everybody else is like, they're hyping, but this is actually yeah, the event right. of the year. Guys, Saturday, March 14th, here in Columbia, Tennessee, episode 100 live. It's too late with Alan Mosley, and we will be back to the show. I really hope you enjoyed that bumper music, Blake. We did. It's because, wonderful. Because now's the time. You're going to make me eat this thing for real. Now is the time, Blake Osborne. Are you are you ready? Are you are you pumped? I am ready. I'm ready. This is this is kind of ready. Uh yeah. Okay. Uh, gross. But yeah. So I, so I don't know. Have you had one of these before? No, this is a this is a legit live taste test, Blake. I have never had one of these. Never okay, so life. so so show everybody. You've got the closer camera image. So show oh everybody. Gosh, you've got your impossible whopper. All, all over the floor. Hang on. Okay, okay, so so yours yours looks pretty good. All right, here's uh -huh. here's mine. It's it's full of slop. It's it looks like a whopper yeah, to me, look, Blake. I mean, it looks like a whopper. Smells like All a right. whopper. It's a little cold, but you know, let's give it a shot. You ready, buddy? I'm ready. So let's 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 go ahead and take a yeah, pull that back up. Okay, let's okay, let's take okay. a look at the impossible the whopper. whopper. So so you read that, Blake. Okay, read okay, read so the description of the impossible sure. whopper. <clears throat> Our impossible.
Impossible Whopper sandwich features a savory flame-grilled patty made from plants topped with juicy tomatoes, fresh lettuce, creamy mayonnaise, ketchup, crunchy pickles, and sliced with white onions on a soft sesame seed bun. 100% Whopper, 0% beef. Okay. Right. Sure. All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. All right. All right. Are you, are you are, we're going to do this together. All right. Uh, okay. Hang on. I need both hands for this. So, uh, okay. All right. I'll, 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 you know, you, yeah, I'll, I'll take a bite of mine and yeah. then, and I'll, and I'll chew and you take all a right. bite of yours. Okay. All right. Okay. All, right all right. Here we go. go I, I don't really want the bun because I'm doing the low carb thing. So yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It tastes like a Whopper. Yeah. I'm actually a little bit surprised. Wow. This is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. No. This is actually one of the real impossible Whoppers. And tastes like a Whopper. What do you think, Blake? Actually, I'm really shocked. Really? Yeah. I, I expected really? that thing to taste like trash. But you know what? Honestly, oh. you could fool me. You okay, let me let me, me let me ask you this. Sure. Are are you saying that it actually tasted good or are you saying that you had such low expectations going in that it exceeded your expectations or or, or both? Both kind of, but I mean it is Burger King, but you know, we have low expectations. Well, let's put it this way. So did it taste so with the Whopper. on a scale of 0 to 10, 0 being a completely different burger, mm -hmm. 10 being a Whopper, what mm -hmm. did it taste like? Tastes like a Whopper. I mean it tastes like a Exactly like a Whopper, but hmm. yeah, you could fool me with that. You could totally fool me with that. I mean, it looks like a Whopper. Yeah, for sure. Are we gonna get sued for doing this? No, like doing a bunch of no, Whopper Burger King stuff. No. I, so, for the folks at home, Blake, it was hard for me to convince Blake to do this taste test, and it has nothing <laughs> to do with the Whopper. It has yeah. everything to do with he demanded one of the one of the. Burger King I crowns. I did not get a Burger King crown. I'm and I didn't bring him one. No, I did not. Now I'm disappointed. Yeah. So, so I'm going to end with this. Go ahead. I'm going to say it tasted about 95% like a regular Whopper. 95? You know what that means, don't you? Well, what does that mean? It sucks! Oh, God. Because Burger King Whoppers <laughs> suck. You know, this is... You were entitled I, to your opinion. No, no. Well, I mean, it's just ab it's just objective truth. That if you if you go to Burger King for burgers because huh? you're thinking, mm, man, I need a world class burger, and you go to Burger King, I actually feel bad for you because that tells me you've never had a good burger before. That you think hey, that that's hey, a good hey, burger. Come on, now, now, in my defense, you know, I don't always have the cash for like a classy ass burger. No, just sort of a, you know. Well, dude, no, no, dude. This was like six dollars, man. This was not a cheap burger. Bucks? Wow. This was a this was six dollars, dude. Man. Yeah. I, is it supposed to be like a deal compared to a regular Whopper? I don't. No. It's no. The, the, the the regular price was six dollars. Where I got to be it healthier? from. Hmm? Is that the point? It's supposed to be healthier. Then what about the bread? Dude, you can get like. You can get like just like the regular. You can. Yeah. I mean, they have like a dollar menu or whatever. Well, or you can spend two dollars to get. You can get. You can spend like two dollars <laughs> to get like just a double bacon cheeseburger, or yeah, you can oh spend God. six dollars to yeah. get the single patty impossible. Yeah. Uh, that isn't. That really has nothing to do with the taste test. It's yeah. more that I'm just saying. <laughs> this is. It wasn't like for six dollars you could have gotten a little bit better burger. Is what I'm saying. Okay. You probably could have went to like a local burger joint in your town. And for six dollars, right. gotten a pretty decent burger. Sure. Um, no, dude. It, I remember seeing the commercials when this came out, uh -huh. and people like they were doing the taste testing, yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. was saying it just tastes like a Whopper. Oh my goodness, it's an Impossible Whopper! I didn't. You yeah, fooled like me. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is, is twofold. One, yes. the commercials were somewhat correct in yeah. that you could probably hand someone this and them not realize they're eating a different burger. Sure. On the other hand. 
they would also know that they're eating a Burger King burger and throw it up anyway. That's the problem. So there you go. There you we go. actually Impossible did it. Whopper. Where's you have the wrapper? I wanted you. Does the wrapper say Impossible Whopper yes, it on it? Does. Show show people that so they'll know that this wasn't this wasn't fake. It's kind of the green wrapper. See that? I guess that's how you're you know. the you're the literal worst. Yeah, well, like, I can't open it up or all the burgers gonna fall all over the floor. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm telling you. All right. Well, we're done with that. We're taking a commercial break. Hey, did you see the uh, playoff games last weekend? Oh, you're into the sports ball game. Sports ball with Mike Meharry and Alan Mosley. Sportsballpodcast.com. Sportsball is not a libertarian sports show. It's a sports show done by a couple of libertarians. For when you need your bread and circuses. Kind of, I'm kind of feeling like some. I should I should have had a drink. You should have drink. I should have had a drink because I'm I'm feeling a little. You know. Really. Yeah. It, like I got a little after. Oh oh oh! You're still going. He's still going. Wow, wow. Unbelievable. So anyway, you know what time it is, don't you, Blake? That was, that was really fancy. That was really fancy. Man. You know I that actually like just got shot at. That looked a lot like Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Comedy Central's little thing? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, like okay, like, like, like cl- close this and open it back up. Close this uh, sh- sh- play it again. <laughs> then you expect that to turn into oh. a C. Yeah. yeah. We at. totally don't rip people off though, no, you guys. So anyway. Meme of the week. Chinese woman scares away attempted rapist during coronavirus outbreak by pretending to cough and telling him she is from Wuhan. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do I'm gonna try to do my best of this. Are you oh, ready? No. Modern problems require modern I, I, I screwed it, it up. It I'm no I'm no Dave Chappelle. Here we go. Yes. Modern problems require modern solutions. Yes, they do. Dave looks good right there. I like that. You're good. good. Yeah. (laughs) So it took us a few weeks to get ready for this next segment. You know, back on the old show, every now and then we would do a QA and a episode where it would just, the whole episode would be us just answering viewer mail and stuff. And it'd be, it'd be a little, it'd be politics heavy. And sometimes it would be personal like, hey, Blake, what do you do on the weekends? Hey, Alan, what, what gel do you use in your hair and stuff? Which I don't, by the way. Um, Yeah, I'm just, you know. Yeah. So anyway, yes. This is our first ever viewer mail segment. Get, let's go do viewer mail, Blake. <laughs> oh look, there's another one. Oh, I, I like, nice printer. Wish uh, my printer worked like that. <laughs> I like how we've done so much work. To make this show as professional as we can. And we don't have a sound effect of a freaking <laughs> so, matrix printer. But, but starting this week, Blake just does the sound effects. <laughs> no, I'm terrible at it. All right. Are you ready? Here yes. we go. So, 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 these, so these, are for, these are for both of us, Blake. All right. Okay, for both of us. Jeff J. from Gillette, Pennsylvania. Is it Gillette or Gillette? I think it's Gillette. Well, there's no E at the end. Okay, then it's Jeff J. from Gillett, Pennsylvania writes, Dear Alan Blake, beam me up. That's not a, that's not a question. We can't. We don't have that kind of technology. This is, this is like, like, it's like it's a Jeopardy thing. You have to actually do these <laughs> in the form of a question, or you can't. I don't know. My, my, my audience, guys. Okay. Patrick H. from Chicago, Illinois writes, Dear Alan and Blake, Chicago, Illinois, do, do you have a good, like, gangster Chicago accent? smoking over there boy that's that's Vito Corleone Italian that's not sh- yeah, that's Chicago, no though. Chicago's like hey as, as he is doing oh, you know well, yeah. I, it, no. I can't I can't talk to you that's anymore. Not Chicago. I can't well, yeah yeah that's Chicago. I can't yeah, I, hear that. 
I can't talk to you anymore. Chicago, Illinois writes, Dear Allen and Blake, which 2020 presidential candidate is most likely to kick off the big igloo? The big igloo? Now, I know what he means by that, <laughs> but for too. the sake of this mainstream <laughs> talk show, I'm going to pretend he doesn't know what, he, know what I'm ta- he's mm-hmm. talking about about that. Sure. Um, so, technically, I would say that, uh, oh, what's his name that has already dropped out? Yeah, one one of those, one One of those those already gone. Yeah, one of those that's already dropped out. Who's current? You know, what current? I mean, it's one of those things where, like, like don't get me wrong, Washington sucks, and you know, yeah, everything, everything's terrible, and nothing in the world's coming to an end, and all that. Right. But with that said, some of the absolute worst who only run on like one position, like their only position is confiscate all guns, or their only position is. Burn, burn down Walmart. Uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Whatever. Those people tend to not make it. Like no. you have to at least be semi believable as a non lizard person yeah. in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in one, my one. opinion, Eric Eric Swalwell. That's what I was Swalwell. trying to think. Swalwell yeah, was the one Swalwell. who said that they should just nuke people who don't turn in their guns. <laughs> that he technically was at one point in time running. Yeah. Right. He like, was. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he would have been the war, and he was like the first one to drop out. So there you go. Uh, um, man, I don't know. For me, it's between Bloomberg and Buttigieg. It's Buttigieg. Buttigieg? Yeah. Okay. Jedge. Buttigieg. Sure. It's th- th- this is the trick to how to pronounce it. I learned this really early on when we were covering this. So say boot. Boot. Edge. 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 Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I don't know. So before, when I asked you to do an accent, you couldn't do it. But now, when we're just having a conversation, you're doing it. You were asking the wrong. No, no, just stop. We're moving on. We're. Patrick writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, if you choke a Smurf, what color would it turn?" You first. Okay. So first of all, we don't condone violence on on this program, especially on Smurfs. So if you, if there are Smurfs roaming in the prairie near where you live don't don't choke them mm-hmm. unless unless she's into that but even then have a safety word we've smurfed that out of there um i'm going to say red why i don't have to explain myself that's just my answer what's your answer well you know it's a smurf so the, the obvious answer is going to be blue but no but see they eat smurf so but Smurfs are blue, so what color would they turn? M- normal people turn blue, but they're already. Bl- are, do you even listen to the show, or are of you course. just eating your impossible he whopper? What, he asked what color the blood would be out of a Smurf. I'm just telling you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Dear Alan and Blake, if there was a zombie apocalypse, how long yeah. would it take for a zombie advocacy group to start speaking on the zombies' behalf? They're already here. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I actually like that answer. We are, we're already there, and they already do. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Zombies Anonymous. Christian M. from Kima, Texas writes, Dear Alan and Blake, lasagna is a sandwich, and if you say otherwise, you're a commie. Okay, so we, we already went through this earlier in the show, so that's not a question. That's mm-hmm. just a statement. Yeah. And this is, the viewer mail section is for questions. <laughs> so... I, I, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm also gonna blame this one on you, Blake. That we have to have someone screen the viewer mail so that only actual questions get in. Jesus. I, I disagree. Lasagna is not a sandwich. You can do what you want, but it isn't. It's, it's... But it wasn't. But no, we don't. We don't. We don't deign to give answers to people that don't actually ask questions. No, you're right. Yeah. All right. So Celeste A from America writes, sure. "Dear Alan and Blake." What what did you like to do as a kid? Blake, what did you like to do as a kid? I was a Lego maniac. Oh, Legos. Yep. You know okay. they've got like a Lego TV show now. I would love to be on that show. Have you have you seen it? Like they they have like teams that like compete building Lego stuff yes. and then at the end of the episode they like yes. destroy them or something. It's epic. Yeah. For sure. So you'd like so we should do that. We should try out to be on the Lego show, I think. <laughs> the only problem is what? I got a lot of Legos, but I don't have enough of the Enough of that Lego. You need like millions of Legos to do that. I well, I mean I think millions. that they can probably help you out with Legos. We just have to audition, like send them a tape or something. True. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'd have to build something pretty epic with the stuff I got. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'm just saying we could do it. Yeah, like, we could do it. Like, okay, so, sure. so, so when we cancel this show, which, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> could be any, any week now. <laughs> Then we'll we'll go all we'll do, we'll yeah, we'll we'll just do our own. Let's just do a Lego show. Let's just build Legos. Legos. Like we'll yeah. build a castle or something. Yeah, I can say that for sure. Okay, quick question for you. This Uh-oh. is a, this is an additional question. Okay. Did you ever actually build your own unique stuff, or did you just build like the pre-made models? Every single thing I built, mm-hmm. bar just a few, okay. was always my own creation. All right. Um, what did I like to do as a kid? You, that's one of those things where it seems like it should be an easy question, and and like as I'm sitting here, I'm like, what did I do as a kid? Yeah, what did you? Do? Um, I I also played Legos. I I played Nintendo. Like, yeah. of course, I'm when I say Nintendo, I mean remember like the NES, the yeah. little gray eight bit, yeah. you know, the Master of Mario. Yeah, oh yeah, dude, oh, yeah. I played yeah. so yeah, I played a lot of SMB three. I played a lot of. Uh, Dragon Warrior yeah. slash yeah. Dragon Quest, the, awesome. the old RPGs. Yeah. I actually credited playing the old school RPGs on Nintendo for me being like an above average student starting school. Really? Because like I was already reading about warriors yeah. and wizards yeah. and barbarians and that stuff. Was right you up know. your alley. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 what does that mean? Well, I mean, if you were already into like, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons and the Wizards and all that kind of stuff, then you opened up. But you, but you said that's right up my alley. What do you mean yeah. by that? Well, because, you know, you were into the whole Game of Thrones thing. I mean, you know, you just, you know, you, that's that's your spirit, you know. So I figured, hey, you know, of course you're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Are you criticizing me right no, now? No, I'm saying it's awesome. Okay. All right. I wouldn't, I, dude, I would never try you in my way. And finally, Mary W. from, also from America, writes, Dear, ooh, this is good. Oh, Blake. Uh-oh. Dear Alan and Blake, what kind of music do you listen to when driving around town? What kind of music do you listen to when driving around town, Blake? You know I'm a DJ, right? Well, That's I mean, like my other profession. I DJ weddings and that kind of stuff. Yeah. When my car radio actually is functioning, which mm-hmm. my one car doesn't even have that anymore, uh, the other car is almost always tuned on so you can't control it. Hmm. So, oh, so you're doing like research then? I listen to home workouts. Mm. Okay. Uh, so I listen to almost all just jazz. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I'm I'm a jazz guy, so I like that's most of what I listen to. I do occasionally listen to like some Lost Lonely Boys. Yeah. Um, some SRV Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, so I like I like like the old like blues trios and stuff like that, but that or jazz is what I generally yep. listen to. I'm always listening for the music that people demand. Yeah. Which is weird because all the bumpers in this show are all funk. Which I do yeah, like yeah. funk, but I don't listen to I actually only listen to funk in the bumpers of this, See, this if show. If only funk could come back. You know. Gosh, it's uh, so depressing. We're out of questions. Yeah. But I mean, God. to be fair, we only had like four questions and three angry statements. But we'll try to do better next time. Yeah, Guys, sure. we're going to take a commercial break. talking politics with a friend and told if you don't like it here you should just move to Somalia well ladies and gentlemen from the sandy beaches of Mogadishu Sherry and I bring you postcards from Somalia one of the newer products of Little L Productions where we take on all of the fallacies of the people who say if you don't like it you can just get out Man, the band is really killing it tonight, yeah. aren't they? Great. The 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 band. Yeah, I love it, man. The band. The, the band. <laughs> is this is this even yeah. on anymore? See, yeah, it's on. It totally I, proved I, it. Just I, now. I didn't know. I thought yeah. I thought you might have turned it off because no, I man. have a habit to bang the desk when no, I'm angry. No, it's actually on. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Do it. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. all right. Cool. Right Guys, welcome back to the show. So it's the final desk segment of the week, and and we've kind of had a lot of silly fun this week. Yeah. And the reason being is, I actually feel bad for the people who are still tuned in because now it's time for the segment where we cover something 
totes serious and Alan gets really mad and tries hard to remember that this is now an entertainment program and no longer exclusively a political talk show. Right. So I, I want to set I want to set the stage for you. This is something actually a, a viewer of ours sent me. This was an op-ed that was published by CNN. Go go ahead and pull up that little image right there. This is an op-ed published by CNN by a guy named Edwin Linger. Linger? Linger? So this is a guy who claims that he he once was a big Ron Paul guy back in 28, 2012, whatever. And then he moved on. He he felt the burn. He's now he's now a Bernie bro. So the the, the article's titled My Nevada Caucus Journey from Supporting Ron Paul to Bernie Sanders. Now those those of you who have followed us for a while are already going to kind of know where this is going, which is, I used to say on the old show, I would never say this now, I used to say on the old show that people don't have any principles. By and large, they don't. If you're, if you're the type of person that can one day think, um, you know, killing foxes is wrong, and then literally after five minutes of discussion, you can be like, well, you know what? On second thought, let's kill all the foxes. That tells me that if you're that easily swayed, then you maybe didn't understand the underlying principles of why you believed what you believed in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, I have a hunch that we're going to get some of that as we go through the article. So, so, so Blake, help us follow along. I'm actually going to read through here and address things kind of as they come. So, so Edwin here writes, the Nevada caucus is wide open, with Bernie Sanders' best position to take advantage of a fragmented field and the deep passion of his base. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, this is setting off rounds of hand-wringing as establishment types in the state and nationally, again, misjudge the mood of an angry electorate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nevada is a critical benchmark, a diverse and blueing state. I'm not sure that's a word, yeah. but it's a blueing state that has often embraced unconventional politics and people. I've seen many sides of Nevada's political swings as a delegate to the 2008 GOP state convention for presidential candidate Ron Paul, okay, mm -hmm. and eight years later when I caucused for Bernie Sanders in 2016. Now, I'm just going to take a quick break right there. So okay. this guy, so basically this whole op-ed is him describing his political evolution and why. And I got to be honest with you, if, if you make, like there's a big gap between Ron Paul and Bernie Sanders. And if yeah. you don't understand that, then you may not have understood the principles and the rhetoric in the first place. But let's 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 let old Edwin speak for himself, shall we? So moving on. It might sound odd to support a libertarian like Paul and then go for Bernie just a decade later. But it's much easier than it seems. Oh, I'm sure he'll tell us how. True libertarians are supportive of LGBTQ rights. Okay, let me stop right there. Um, there's no such thing as LGBTQ rights. There's only right. individual rights. So libertarians believe in individual rights, the individual being the smallest minority. You believe in rights of all people. But I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not even getting into a hardcore libertarian. I'm just simply saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. And I think we're going to find more of that shortly. Um, drug legalization, prohibition is bad. I'm, uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Criminal justice reform, fair enough. Reproductive rights, okay. Let's, let's take a quick pause. Uh, and, and he says, in a host of progressive social issues. Uh, so let me let me just stop right there. Um, I you know what he means by reproductive rights. What he means yeah. by is is pro choice. That's yeah. that's what he means by reproductive rights. Um, so I don't I don't want to rehash the whole abortion debate tonight. Right. And yeah. that people can do that on a, on a more serious program. All I'm saying is is that it it is incorrect to say that libertarians or republicans or democrats for that matter believe in wholly on one side of that issue i think that's right. a bit much um basically he he thinks he thinks libertarians like to kill babies so anyway moving on uh the anti-government side of the libertarian wing is more problematic so wait wait so the libertarian wing of the libertarians i i'm okay um, I spent much of my youth bleeding about, quote, freedom while holding rabidly anti-government views, a common stance for naive white kids. Okay. So first of all, that's racist. Like, that's a racist comment Straight at the end up. of the statement. Yeah, it, it just it just is. Um, it's collectivist and it's racist. Um, but, but more so, bleeding about 
freedom. Like he says that cynically, like you silly kids bleeding about freedom. Like who's who is this guy who actually says that talking about freedom, like, oh, that that's been done. Yeah. We're over that freedom stuff. Um, yeah, so yeah. yikes. So anyway, we're gonna move on here. I didn't realize then that government is the only tool available to level the playing field. <laughs> Government is the only tool available to level the playing field. Okay, so first of all, what's the playing field? Second of all, who decides what is and isn't leveled? And third of all, government's just force. And by succumbing to the decades-long GOP crusade to vilify our own government and institutions. Decades-long GOP crusade, Blake. To vilify our own government and institutions. Um, So the GOP has been part and parcel right alongside the Democrats with increasing the size and scope of government to the outrageous size that we have today. So I I don't know where he gets this whole GOP uh, crusade to vilify our own government and institutions. Um, But uh, yeah, so he he ends that segment. We end up powerless against business interests, polluters, and hucksters determined to to loot the country. Um, Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, well, I mean, first of all, that's just all nonsense. And but but the point being is, is that if those are the things you're most worried about, if you're really concerned with being powerless against business interest, polluters and hucksters, you have all the power in the world against those people. The only people that you wouldn't have the power against is government and government picking winners and losers and propping up those crony capitalist business interests and propping up those polluters and hucksters is the only way that you lose your voice. So this guy, so he starts off by saying, I didn't realize I needed government to level the playing field. And then he complains about one one political party who, by the way, is exactly like the other. And then he complains about all the things that he needs government to fix, but government is the cause of most of those problems. This guy is just woefully ignorant and uninformed. Let's continue. I grew up in a working class family in rural Nevada. My father made a living in mining, and we embraced the libertarian ethic of freedom, littering, and an overinflated identity of real America. Wait, wait, hold on. What has littering got to do with anything? We embraced the libertarian ethic of freedom, littering, and an overflated identity of real. What? What? The libertarian ethic of littering? Or does he Litter. mean just libertarian ethic of freedom, but we also embrace... So if you embrace littering, you're just a moron. Yeah, like what? You're a jerk. <laughs> that has nothing to do with, with libertarian, and that nothing. has everything to do with you being an idiot. Yeah, you don't like littering. Um, okay, so despite hating the government, first right thing he ever did in his life, I joined the U.S. Coast Guard, <laughs> earning GI Bill money to pay for college before making Reno my home. Okay. So now we're now we're starting to get to it here that this guy not only is ignorant and uninformed, but he also is a hypocrite. All right, moving on. I got another job where many anti-government zealots go right back into government at the state wildlife department. So he goes, okay, so yeah, let's go ahead and hit the camera. So so he so he starts off by saying, in my youth, I hated government. Then I joined the military and got a job working for the government. Can't beat them, join them. So, so he's complaining about that group of people by saying, I was one and they're bad, so now I'm better. But he was the worst one. I've, like, he's the worst, he's the worst anti-government person I've ever heard of in my life. All right, so wow. government at every level enabled my middle-class existence. Go- Blake, yeah. government is enabling your existence right now. Did you know that? It enables your existence. Yeah, sure. But I might have never seen the hypocrisy of government bashing, a central feature of Trumpism. So, so again, really quick. So, Trump has grown the federal deficit to all new highs and has outrageous, outrageously huge budgets that have been passed by both Republicans and Democrats. So, that's just a bold-faced lie. Had Nevada not been brought to its knees in the Great Recession. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Time time for the sob story. 
You cannot understand Nevada without examining the profound trauma of the 2008 recession and housing collapse. It was our Great Depression. My house in Reno lost two-thirds of its value, jobs evaporated, and paychecks plummeted. I didn't speculate in real estate, nor did I own anything beyond my means, but I was caught up in it. Our community was devastated, but individuals were told to pick up the pieces because it was, quote, our fault. All right, so literally no one said that. It's So it's, A, it's totally the fault of some prime mortgages that were being forced down people's throats by, again, government, who was offering people a bunch of funny money for investments that they could not maintain. That is 100% what it yep. is. He's, he's setting up a false narrative, but here we go. With both my net worth and community reeling, the government finally stepped up. Oh, the government, thank God, the government saves us again, offering unlimited funds not to help us, but to save Wall Street? The Fed pumped billions into emergency liquidity into banks and markets while Main Street was shuttered off to libertarian hell. (laughs) Okay, let me finish this. After a life of feeling superior because I always pay my bills, I witnessed profound suffering of regular people because of an unjust and greedy system. So this guy is setting up this whole op-ed to say government supports our very way of life. I love government. And then but but in this very paragraph cites an instance where crony government and the Fed pumped billions of dollars out of the value of the dollar and into Wall Street and other banks banking institutions. Yeah. So he says Thank God for government. And then he says, government screwed us, but thank God government came to help. This, this guy is such a confused moron. It's unbelievable. That recession proved to me that we live in the most socialist society on earth. But it's okay. But it's only available to the very rich. Okay. Um, the rest of us are free to die early if we don't like it. Again, so no one on earth has said that. Um, rugged individuality is a con used to divide and exploit us so we are unable to fight back together. So this so this guy's opinion of of being able to band together and fight government is to throw off the shackles of our individualism and just just go full socialist. Like so again So the socialist government did a bad thing, therefore let's be socialist. This Jesus like this is we're into the mind of a Bernie bro. I came to believe that there is no freedom without economic justice and fairness, and I pushed my support to Sanders in 2016. Econ- What's economic justice? justice? Economic justice. Poor for everyone. A funny thing happened as my personal politics moved left. So did the state of Nevada. Bucking Trump for Clinton in 2016 and electing a Democratic governor in 2018 for the first time in decades. When I grew up here, Nevada had less than a million people. Today, we're around three million, even more diverse, urban, and liberal. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Nevada's drift matches demographic expectations, leaving only the unanswered question of how far and fast will we go? It's the same question animating the Democratic presidential contest where, at least in Nevada, we should finally get some answers at the caucus. Um, That's actually a great example of why we have an electoral college and democracy is bad, is what he's saying. Like, so since people are thinking we should be one way, we should ram it down people's throats? Uh, No. I felt unusual agony about who I should caucus with this time. I leaned towards several candidates, including Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, and especially Elizabeth Warren. But as the date approaches, I find myself drawn back to Sanders. Kamala Harris. Isn't she a badge? This guy. Yeah. This guy was leaning towards Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, one of the absolute most ugly, vicious, horrible authoritarians to run for the presidency, who was a DA. We've already covered Kamala Harris yeah, on a previous episode, who, who sp- whose life's work was bringing the hammer down on the most poor and enfranchised people that this guy supposedly claims to have sympathy for. But he was leaning towards Kamala Harris. This guy has no idea what he's talking about. All right, so here we go. Uh, Yes, I love his politics, honesty, and consistency. To each his own, I guess. I'm also infuriated by lectures from, quote, moderates 
who claim that they can predict the future despite often being flat wrong. They say Sanders can't win, but said the same about Trump while assisting Clinton was the safe choice. Despite ample time to feast on Crow, they've learned nothing. Safe is far from exciting as a plummeting Biden campaign demonstrates. Well, okay, that's all fair. We should look for a leader with a passion, principles, and honesty, and the best policies will follow. Okay, so, so find someone that I like and he'll just magically do everything I want. People like to complain about ideologues, but at least an ideologue has a moral center, which is why I once liked Paul and now admire Sanders. What an idiot. Both men believe in ideas, but where Paul's laissez-faire economics nearly destroyed America in 2008, Sanders cares about people and economic justice. <sighs> okay, so first of all, there's that economic justice again. But I, okay, let's 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 hit this really quick. If you think that America has had laissez-faire economics any time basically in your lifetime, you're just an idiot. You don't understand economics at all. This guy says Paul's laissez-faire economics nearly destroyed America in 2008. No, so the Ron Pauls of the world who, who believe in Austrian economics, he was preaching warnings for years, for years leading up to the 2008 crisis that this is a bubble, the housing market is going to collapse, the Fed is playing fast and loose with monetary policy, this is unsustainable, the spending is going to destroy us, we're going to have a crash, please stop. He was saying that for years, and if you ever followed Ron Paul and you ever listened to a word he said, you would know that no, it was not Paul's laissez-faire economics that nearly destroyed America. It was ignoring the warning of Paul and his economic policy that led to the recession in 2008. This guy, this guy is just a total clueless buffoon. But we're going to finish. All right. The best presidents inspire us. At the same time, debates over specific policies and approaches like Medicare for all disaster have become unmoored from reality focused on hypothetical questions and minutiae. Yeah, goodness forbid we look at the details, Abe Blake. Yeah. It's a poor way to judge leadership. We need to focus on the inspiration, honesty, and humanity of our candidates. I would support any Democratic candidate. Okay, so, so even though he's talking all this stuff about Sanders, he's saying that he's a hypocrite and he'll support any of them. With some, in, with some with enthusiasm and one or two with woeful resignation. So he's a party man. He has no principles. Yet I don't think Democrats can beat Trump's growing fascism, racism, and propaganda-driven lies with a theme of restoration or half measures. Guys, Trump is like, like the DNC is pro promoting Bloomberg. Trump and Bloomberg are the same person. Yeah. Trump and Biden are the same person. Yeah. Like, yes, the, his, his mannerisms or his, his attitude is different. Policy-wise, they're all the same people. Yeah. But, no, excuse me, the growing fascism. The only growing fascism is coming from people like Edwin here and his ridiculous article. Like so many Nevadans, I want to be inspired and challenged to create a better America. I won't be surprised to find a whole lot of Nevadans who feel the same way when I check into my caucus site on Saturday. We're just going to get that, get that out of here. Get that off my desk. Um... Holy moly! Wow! What an this R! Guy. What an R word! Man, <clears throat> good gosh! <laughs> this is the the reason why I really wanted to cover this today oh. is because this just goes to what I have been saying on this program before, and people have given me crap about this, and I'm uh -huh. totally right. Most people don't have any principles. Right. If you had even a shred of principles. You cannot possibly make that big of a political evolution, definitely in that short a period of time. Every single word that came pouring out of his ignorant mouth tells me that he never understood what he, he never understood what he claimed to stand for in his early life. And now, yeah. frankly, he has no idea what he stands for today because the people he's promoting don't support the things, half the things that he thinks he does. It's... Don't be one of these people. I shouldn't have done this to myself. I, I'm up now like you're mad. we're supposed to. We're, we're supposed like to we were mean. having a good time. We were doing yeah. our memes and our viewer mail. We were eating our whoppers, and now like all, that gave me more indigestion than the plant did. <laughs> I, I believe it. 
<laughs> Good gracious. Commercial break? Yeah. Yeah, let's take a commercial break. Hi, I'm Blake Osborne, owner of Osborne Studio and Sound in Columbia, Tennessee. I've been a DJ for over 20 years, and I'm proud to have been a part of over 1,000 weddings and events all across the mid-state. My clients can expect an exciting experience both for you and your guests. I come equipped with state-of-the-art sound and lighting technology to perform in any environment for any audience. MC, DJ, or videographer, or all of the above. Clients of Osborne Studio and Sound enjoy all these services rolled into one affordable package. When choosing entertainment for your special day, call Blake Osborne of Osborne Studio and Sound at 931-381-1000 or join us on the web at facebook.com slash Osborne Studio and Sound Pro Services. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Honeygrove. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitter as at Alan M. Mosley. And finally, subscribe to us on YouTube, where all of our content is located, youtube.com slash Honeybrook. Did you, uh, did you finish your burger? Uh, I finished most of it. Most of it, but, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but now, I'll... how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Yeah. Good. Yeah. But you know, I'm used to eating stuff of that caliber. So. Wait, wait, wait. What stuff? What other stuff of that caliber do you eat? Uh, you know. Uh, so you've eaten other plant-based beef. Eat a lot of that sort of stuff. I should probably not eat that much fast food. But, yeah, but know. I'm saying like plant-based beef. No, not the plant, not plant-based beef. I'm still trying to wrap my head around where you get beef from plants. I think it's you take a bunch of plants and you know. uh Gosh, what, what do you what do you think they do? You think they take like old food that people don't eat, and crush it in a mash, and make a meat out of it? I tell you what, we ought to eat. We ought to eat some goat. Goat? No, 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 no. We are not eating goat. <laughs> little baby goats. Refuse. Little baby no. goats. Yeah. You're sick, man. All right, whatever. I just I know goat? a guy who's got some. I just, I just I know a guy. That's all I'm saying. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode, and we will see you.